Hi there and welcome to Tailfire's Influence Lab. We've uploaded all the audio recordings of our courses here, but for the full experience, please head to learn.tailfire.com. Thanks and enjoy. to the Influence Hub. This is the third video in our four-part series of Understanding the Influence Economy with Ian Randolph. He is our Head of Product and R&D at Tailify, and he'll be launching into the second challenge of influence marketing, which is how do you collaborate with influencers once you've found them? So Ian, take it away. Thank you again for having me. So how do you collaborate with influencers once you've found them? Well, I like to go back to the dating analogy. Uh, to help get a handle on this. And let's say you found the one or you found someone who you think could be a great fit. You're really excited to meet them. Uh, you can still mess it up on the first date and turn what might be a great collaboration into uh, a bit of a disaster. And uh, what I want to share in this video is, is, is how not to do that. Uh, you, there are lots of ways to mess up the first date, but they kind of come on two axes. One is you just come on too strong. Uh, you insist uh, that they are a certain way. Uh, you don't let them order what they want for dinner. You insist in the early days that you know they they move to where you are or they 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 behave a certain way. It's it's being too controlling and prescriptive. Uh, and any individual in a relationship wants to be free to be themselves and express themselves in a relationship. So that's not going to work in a relationship. On the other side of things, uh, you could end up being a doormat. You come on too weak. Uh, you do whatever it is they want, and you don't really assert your own autonomy in the relationship. And that's certainly not a recipe uh, for success either. So somewhere between controlling and codependency is an ideal relationship. And it's the same thing in influencer marketing. Uh, a lot of brands come on too strong. They're too controlling. They want influencers to read their script, to parrot the same marketing message uh, that they are going to be giving out through paid media. Uh, and influencers, because they are accountable to their audiences uh, in a really unique way, uh, they're simply not going to do that and become popular for too long. Uh, influencers who do do that uh, don't typically perform very well because their audiences tend to recognize them as sellouts. Uh, it's a conversation which they can have themselves in their comments uh, and, and reflect upon. So uh, it's really a, a failure pattern for influencers to just speak that script. And it doesn't work for brands either because brands don't end up getting the performance because the audiences are wise to that. At the same time, uh, if you just say, do whatever you want, it's very easy for influencers to produce something that you're not going to want to do. Uh, brand safety uh, is a major issue and influencers uh, love to be creative. And so they require those creative constraints to, to, to be successful. So uh, the key thing is you, you, you don't want to be on either end of the spectrum, either uh, too controlling or a doormat in love or when it comes to working with influencers. So what's the best way to kind of reach a balance between those relationships? Oh, it, it's really about taking the principles of a great relationship, of uh, honoring the other person's autonomy while respecting your own throughout each stage of the collaboration process. And there are three stages of the collaboration process to highlight here. Uh, there's the outreach, there's the creative brief, and then there's the uh, creative feedback. So step one is outreach. So this is your first contact with an influencer. It's like you found someone you like, how do you engage with them? How do you make a good first impression? And uh, the, the key thing uh, that you, you don't want to do is to make it, uh, well, 
is, is to treat it like a transactional thing. Like if you were to tell someone uh, on the first date, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, looking to end up, uh, looking for you to end up at my place at the end of the night, you're probably not going to get someone who's interested in a long-term relationship. You're probably going to get a more transactional partner yourself. Uh, similarly, uh, if you as a brand reach out to an influencer and you're just talking about the money and you don't indicate that you uh, have watched the influencer's content, that you particularly care about their audience, that you understand what the influencer uh, does or uh, or really cares about, uh, you're probably not going to get the influencer's attention. And, and even if you do, it's not gonna start, start things off on the right foot. So the key thing that you want to do here is to uh, watch some of their content, watch some of their recent videos, um, go to their channel, um, if they're on YouTube, for instance, uh, and uh, go to their videos and look at which videos are most popular. Understand what's, um, what the audience watches them for and watch some of their most popular videos and then talk about that in your outreach email to them, uh, which you can find either on YouTube or through Instagram. It's, it's, it's not very difficult to reach an influencer since they're public figures uh, and acknowledge that. Um, show that you care is the key thing uh, when you're reaching out uh, from an outreach perspective. The next we have, okay, how do you brief them? And uh, the principle I like to give is uh, you want to brief to lead and not to command. Uh, if you are too prescriptive, um, then you're just not going to, to get the results you want. And I like to use a, a military uh, analogy here, um, which is that uh, the key is to give commanders intent. So ask them to take the hill rather than to go up the hill, turn left at the tree, go right around, pull the cannons up. The more prescriptive you are, the less adaptable the influencer can be to respond to the situation and to be creative and to interpret the brief through their audience. So uh, that's the key principle. And part of that is from an influencer perspective within the context of influencer marketing is to be really clear on your goals and objectives. You know, what does your product really do? Like what is the, what is a valuable use case uh, that you can give for your product that you think will be really valuable for your audience? What does your product stand for? Uh, what are your values? Um, and how can the influencer, well, share that with them and then invite them to consider how can you bring those values? How can you bring these product use cases uh, into your community in a way which your community uh, would resonate with them? Um, and when you speak from that perspective, uh, then you're much more likely to elicit creative ideas than to get an influencer who's just going to execute on what you want and, and, and be done with it and for it to be a really transactional thing. Um, it's, it's part of showing that you care and showing that you respect the influencer's creativity. So that's a creative brief. Uh, next, there's the creative feedback. Um, uh, Kanye West exemplifies, uh, uh, or has a phrase rather, um, where he thinks of himself and other creatives as VSPs, very sensitive people. And uh, many influencers uh, who, who are active in this space, um, it's important to acknowledge how much courage it takes to create and put yourself out there constantly. Um, you constantly open yourself to criticism uh, and feedback from strangers on the internet. And there are a lot of mean people on the internet. My wife is an influencer. I have to filter her comments because it's really hard emotionally to do this work. So consider that when an influencer sends you a piece of content, um, you want to respect how much creativity they put into it. If you, if you just say scrap this and, and make something and make something new, you're very unlikely to get the influencers uh, to get the influencer one to do that or to work with you ever again. 
Um, so the key is to optimize uh, where you can. One of the key things here uh, where it's easier to optimize is to optimize around the editing of the video or the photo, uh, the choice, of course, of the video or photo if they're providing multiple instances, and of course, the, the descriptions, and the descriptions are, are very, very key. Um, now, at Tailify, we're building a lot of technology to, to help with that, to help with um, automated outreach, to pull um, personalized insights directly into emails. Um, uh, we're working uh, to build creative optimization algorithms that will pull in and, uh, a creative and to automatically evaluate it for whether it's likely to be successful or not. Um, if you've seen instances of content uh, you like, you can certainly do that yourselves, and that is absolutely uh, the state of the art today and that that's where to start. Um, but if you want to do that at scale, that's something that Tailify uh, is working to help you out with. Amazing. I think you've really touched on an important part of influence marketing there, which is people approaching it as any other media channel. And it's really important to understand that it's not just like any other media channel. Influencers are people, they've worked hard to grow their audience and they deserve that recognition and respect when you are optimizing and calibrating with them. Amazing. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you so much, Ian. Um, do join us for the fourth and final video in this series where we will be talking about how to best measure your campaign. So you've done all this work, you've found the influencers, you've collaborated with them. How do you know whether it was successful or not? So thank you, Ian, and join us for video four. That good, which is why it's very important that you look beneath the surface of the vanity metrics. You know, you look at the, the iceberg that's submerged underwater to find out what the real ROI Thanks so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed that episode. Please do share and give us a like and head to learn.tailify.com for more content.